So I'd like to chat with you about a book that I'm just finishing up now and has turned out to be one of the most powerful books I've ever read. And I'll tell you what it is in a moment. And I'm going to say up front, like read this at your own risk because it's a very intense book. Um, and I'll share why in a moment. But the purpose of this little note is going to be um, a perspective on what the real purpose of human life is and what the meaning of human life is and how to find the deepest meaning in your life. So this is going to be um, a pretty deep one and a powerful one. So the book is called Grace and Grit, and it essentially is a love story. And it was written by one of, in my mind, one of the most uh, influential thinkers and philosophers of our time, a man named Ken Wilber. And as the story goes, this isn't a spoiler because it's all historical fact. This is a, um, a real story that happened. Um, Ken, the main author, met uh, the woman who became his wife. Uh, I think he was around 35 or 36. And they fell madly in love and within three months were married. Within, I think, like 10 days or something after the wedding, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And over the next five years, she had a number of recurrences of this cancer and she went on to pass away about five years later. So the book, Grace and Grit, is essentially the story of that time and all of the like incredible emotional ups and downs and swings and the, like the entire process of letting go of this person that he was was the love of his life. And throughout it, there are, um, because he's such a powerful thinker and um, an advanced meditator and philosopher and just a, a really interesting man, throughout this story, there are all of these um, spiritual lessons and lessons about life and the meaning of life and so on and so forth. And so the reason I'm sharing this, all of this with you, and again, I, I'm going to say like the book is called Grace and Grit by Ken Wilber. It's one of the most powerful books I've ever read, but I'm not necessarily recommending this because it's incredibly intense. And um, there were, you know, passages in this book or chapters in this book talking about her chemotherapy and things of that nature that genuinely scared me because I have um, some very close personal relatives who've been through uh, similar things. So anyhow, what I specifically wanted to share with you about this book is towards the end, his wife's name was Treya. And Treya was describing her in the changes that had happened to her internally over the course of coming to peace with her death. And at the towards the end, it was pretty clear, like the cancer was very, very advanced. And she essentially um, accepted the fact that she likely would not live to see the end of the year. So Treya was describing how all of these things that previously in her the earlier stages of her life had mattered so much to her things like accomplishment and success and even um, things like she mentioned like spiritual attainment enlightenment things of that nature all of these sort of um, self-centered activities and things that she really thought mattered so much towards the end of her life they all seemed so hollow and so self-centered and so empty she was even th things like spiritual awakening and enlightenment they were just concepts to her at that point they didn't really have any tangible meaning and she felt um she said something really powerful at that stage in her life it became very clear to her 
that the only true meaning was through service to others. That was all that mattered to her in those later years. And this really struck me deeply because I actually had an aunt, Allison, who I've mentioned in previous talks, who I was very close with, was one of like uh, the most influential people on my life. And the first uh, truly spiritual person that I've ever met. And Allison was one of these people where everybody that she came into contact with just fell completely in love with her. She had this like light glowing off of her all the time. And um, I still remember she lived in Santa Barbara and I went out to visit once. And <clears throat> when I, I like got to my room and put my stuff away and she came walking in and I swear it like, it, not literally, but um, in that moment, it looked like she had this halo glowing around her head. I was like, whoa, the, this person's got just this, this magic to her. And so that was my aunt, Allison. And at that time, she actually had been struggling with very advanced cancer that had um, spread throughout her spine and was causing incredible nerve pain. And um, she had been struggling with it for, I believe, 10 or 15 years at that point. And Throughout that time, uh, during my stay in Santa Barbara with Allison, we would kind of sit in her little cabin every night and talk about life. And I was going through some various things at that time and um, deciding what direction to take my business. And I was going through a breakup and wondering like, where do I wanna live? And um, I was 23 and so I really still figuring out life as a whole. And she said something really interesting to me. She said that, Number one, uh, the purpose of life is to find your art. And number two, it's to put it in the service of others, to find your art and to make that your service to the world. And as she was passing away, finally, a few years later, uh, she passed away in 2019 in the spring. And I received, uh, because she lived out in California, I didn't see her in, her in her final days, but I received this email from her husband, my uncle. And he said that Allison, one of her parting words to the family that was around her at the time of her passing was the only thing that matters is to be in service, be in service to others. That is the only thing that matters. And so it struck me so deeply that uh, Treya, the woman that Ken Wilber's writing about his former wife in this book, Grace and Grit, said the exact same thing that my aunt Allison said when she was passing. And they went through, I, I imagine, some pretty similar experiences dealing with cancer. And um, it was just so striking that both of them said that the entire meaning of life is to be in service to others. They said the exact same thing. And so I've been contemplating this. And um, ever since I read that and was remembering what Allison said, and this, this has become a concept that's really close to me in the last few years. And my work at Deep Game is very much just an act of service to others. And it um, was influenced heavily by those words that Allison said, Deep Game is my art. And it is more than my art form. It is my service to the world. This is where I feel I can most uh, deeply help the greatest number of people. And I look around at the basketball landscape and the things that are so often talked about by analysts and by the media and by players and coaches and, and so on and so forth. And it's this obsession 
with personal attainment. And if it's not personal attainment, then it's um, attainment for the team, which is this you know, very relatively small group of individuals who all want to just win. They want to win, they want scoring titles, MVP trophies, and it's all accomplishment, right? And this has been um, <laughs> for so long, for my entire life, really, as I've been in the basketball world, this has been the singular goal is just nothing but accomplishment. And I was going back through a Kobe Bryant interview where he was, after he had retired, he, it was funny to watch him go through the stages of his, or describe the stages that he went through where early on in his career, it was all about being the best. I want to be the best player ever and discovering as time went on that that's a very superficial and self-centered goal. And he said that after that, he realized like, oh, okay, there's something greater than just me. How can I make my teammates better? How can I um, lead the individuals around me? But then he said that he actually went beyond that and it became, how can I inspire the world at large? Not how can I accumulate success for myself, not how can I even accumulate success for this immediate group of people around me, but how can I serve others through inspiring them by doing what I am best at in the world? And so Kobe himself went through these stages and this is such an interesting path to follow when you look at um, all of these people who have uh, ultimately came to the exact same conclusion that the real meaning and purpose in life is found through service to others, through service to others. So this is, I find at least, it, this was harder to uh, accept and harder to understand fully when I was younger. And even when I was talking to Allison, there was still this holding on inside of myself in my mind where I was thinking, but like, I have things that I want, <laughs> you know, like I want to make this much money and travel to all these places and do this and that. And I, I went on to actually do, um, the things that I was set out to do. However, in the end, I still came around to understanding fully what she said, that truly the real meaning is in service to others. And it, it strikes me, this is maybe a side note, and uh, we, we could do a whole note on this, but it strikes me that over and over and over again, the players that I work with, and even the people that I work with outside of basketball, in um, various coaching and teaching capacities, those that have the most problems to deal with, those that are always facing the most problems, are those who are most obsessed with their own problems. And those who have the least problems are those who are actually helping others with their problems. It's so striking. Those who are going out of their way to be in service to others are those who have the fewest problems themselves because their problems just aren't as important to them. And so the more obsessed we are with the things that we want and the things that we want to avoid and the, these problems that we are facing as individuals in our life, the more obsessed we are, the more attached we are to them and the more entangled we become in our problems. And the fastest way to overcome those problems is to help others with their problems, okay? So once again, it comes back around to ultimately being in service. And so take it from Treya in this book, Grace and Grit. Uh, take it from Allison, who has now, um, we're coming up on the three-year anniversary um, of her passing. Or take it from Kobe, 
himself, who started out his career being very, very focused on himself. And that's one of the things that we celebrate most about him, how driven he was to be the best. But ultimately, Kobe went beyond that. He went beyond that to realizing that, no, my service to the world is the highest purpose. This other stuff is hollow and superficial and self-centered. And ultimately, it's a never-ending chasing of a shadow. You can never... Uh, ultimately please all of your desires it's like the more um often you eat sugar <laughs> the more often you want to eat sugar because your body develops this addiction to it and psychologically the, this attainment of desire is like psychological sugar you can never ever get enough so this is uh i know this has been a bit of a longer note and it's a deeper one where we're talking about something that is um, hard to, like I said, it's harder to understand in the early stages when I was um, 23 speaking with Allison and I, I still felt this like attachment to the things that I wanted and I couldn't quite imagine like giving all that up and just being in service to other people. And as I've grown older, I've realized that actually she's been right all along. And so my advice to you, if you feel like um, as you're listening to this to this conversation if you feel that holding on in yourself but i i still want that i still want this for myself i still want to prove everybody wrong and attain there's nothing actually wrong with achieving those things for yourself there's nothing ultimately wrong with winning games and becoming the best player on your team and so on and so forth but if that is what you draw your meaning from if you make that the purpose of your life, then ultimately it will be hollow and it will be self-centered. And on your way to being in service to the greatest number of people in the world, if as a byproduct of once again, like, like mastering your art form and making that your service to the world, if as a byproduct you achieve many great things in the world, those will all be well-deserved and there will be no problem whatsoever with achieving them. However, the real meaning, the real meaning comes in how you're impacting others and how deeply you are in service to the world. Okay, so my final piece of advice here, and I know this has been probably our longest note yet, but my final piece of advice here is that as you feel that clinging to the things that you want so badly and that that reluctance to like just give yourself over to the service of others as you feel that within yourself and that like inherent um the inherent drive towards self-centeredness that we all have as human beings all i want you to do here is not to uh vilify yourself and to beat yourself up and to say why am i still acting this way why am i being so selfish just understand that there are aspects of ourself that are inherently selfish because we have our own needs too so first step is just not to beat yourself up over that and understand that those aspects are there there are still things that i want for myself and that's fine but on a higher level just understand that those personal desires are not the meaning of our life. The meaning is found through service. And ultimately, fulfilling your personal desires is nothing more than a stepping stone um, 
essentially you're filling your own tank so that you can help other people fill theirs so that you're not on empty when you go to help somebody else so your the fulfillment of your personal desires is the prerequisite to um, or your base level personal desires is the prerequisite to being capable of helping other people but the real meaning only comes when you begin to be in service towards others so I hope that makes sense. We could have probably done an entire talk on this, frankly, and we're closing in on like 16 and a half minutes here. So I'll wrap this up. But as um, as your next step, if you do want to plunge into this incredibly intense, incredibly powerful story, the book, once again, is called Grace and Grit by Ken Wilber. Um, it's very, very powerful. I would say don't read it before bed. <laughs> there are some things in there that, um, for me anyway, because it, it hit very close to home some of the chemotherapy stories and so on um that was like that really was heart-wrenching so um yeah read it at your own risk but there's a lot of power in it and more than that just keep in mind that ultimately the meaning of your life will be found in the service to others so i hope this helped you out i hope this opened your mind and i will see you in the next one Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is to head over to deepgame.com and join us in our free masterclass. Now, this is where you'll learn all eight laws of the deep game and all of the fundamentals that you need to know about the part of basketball that's played with the mind. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives, and it's completely free right now. So head over to deepgame.com to join us, and I will see you there.